Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Okay, it's the Chicago Bears. Dan Hampton, an Arkansas Razorback, who played as a Chicago Bears defensive tackle from 79 to 90, elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 02. Ed Obradovich, a U of I, Eli and I, drafted to the Bears in 1962, part of the NFL Championship team of 1963. Glenn Kozlowski, BYU Cougar, who played six years on the Bears, specializing in special teams and wide receiver. Mark Carmen. You, Mark Carmen. Yeah. You're just a sexy young guy that doesn't know a, a damn thing. Welcome to the Hamp and OB Show with Cause, Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. On the station with the best Bears coverage, 720 WGN. They have reached the two-minute warning at Soldier Field. It's the Bears 34, the Lions 22. The Chicago Bears are going to be all by themselves. First place in the NFC North, 6-3. and three. As Minnesota is on a bye week, we'll see the Vikings next Sunday night at Soldier Field. How awesome is that going to be? And uh, Green Bay is about to get in action with the Miami Dolphins up at Lambeau Field. The Packers, of course, coming in 3-4-1. and one. And the Lions will be 3-6. and six. The Bears have controlled this game throughout. It's really been an incredibly impressive performance, starting with the quarterback. Mitchell Trubisky is on another level. He is getting better. It is obvious. Those of us who were doubting Mitchell Mitchell Trubisky, myself, you got to be open to the fact that, you know what? You might have been wrong. You might have jumped a little bit too quick. I'll still stay with my original thought on Trubisky that, listen, I don't think he's ever going to be elite, and I also don't think he's ever going to suck and be at the bottom of the NFL quarterbacks. But today was a step towards elite. He was 9 for his first 10. He's 22 of 29 right now, 340 yards, 3 touchdowns, has not thrown a pick. Quarterback rating, 148.6. He had two incompletions in the first half. Two. He had three touchdowns in the first half. Two throwing and one running. That is an impressive stat, right? He threw or accounted for more touchdowns than incompletions. Not interceptions. Incompletions. These are impressive stats. And forget about the numbers, by the way. If you've been watching the game, you've seen him make tight window throws to Allen Robinson. You've seen him go down the field. A beautiful 36-yard touchdown pass. I believe that was the yardage to Robinson in the right corner of the end zone. The guy's been great. Not good. Not really good. He's been great. Flat out. So I can't wait for Hampton OB to come on in here and we will discuss the uh, Trubisky performance. Two minutes to go here. 34-22 Bears, Hampo. 
walking in. Yep, and uh, hey, you know, hey, this is good stuff. It's uh, it's the right stuff. You know, the uh, over the course of the last two and a half months, there's been a lot of negative conjecture, some of it from this very studio, about our quarterback, and he answered a lot of questions today. And there was a very interesting little nugget uh, from one of the NFL experts that we'll talk about a little bit later on. But the bottom line is, we had not beaten Detroit but one time in the last 10 games. Right. You can't beat everybody on the same day. you got to start somewhere where this is a good place to start. And as you know... You know, Matt Stafford, uh, is he still the highest paid player in football? He was a year or two ago. And I'm telling you, Trubisky outplayed him today. No he, question. He, no, no question about it. And, and you know, little things like that matter. When And I, I've often talked about it. When we play, we compared our roster, our players to, you know, the uh, opponents on a, on a weekly basis. And from top to bottom, our team was superior in every way. And the score reflects that. But there are a lot of things that we got to fix. You know, this Cody Parkey, I mean, this is insanity. We're going to have to order new goalposts now. These are beat up. That's true. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have to get some new ones if, if, if he keeps doinking it off the, uh, the uprights. I, I don't understand it. I've never professed to know what a kicker thinks. I never professed to like kickers. But uh, one of my friends, Rich Galgano, said, hey, high school playoffs will be over in a week or two. <laughs> we might be able to find one. Uh, all I know is that at the end of the day, a win's a win. And, yeah, last week in Buffalo, the offense sputtered and the defense was uh, dominant. Today, the offense was incredible. The first four drives of the game for touchdowns. You know, the only thing to stop the offense in the first half was the halftime. <laughs> True. Four drives and four touchdowns, and, and all these things are great, and we'll talk about them, but for the defense to continue taking the ball away, right now, 24 takeaways at this point leads the NFL, and anytime you can lead the NFL in anything other than stupidity, it is a great day, and leading in takeaways, maybe the most important statistic in all of football. They uh, came into today... Number one in, in in takeaways and number two in points off of takeaways. I mean, those are those are huge stats. It's great to see Khalil Mack back out there today. I didn't think he was like fully himself. No, he's real close, but he's pretty he, close. He, yeah, he, that that one sack. I mean, that's uh, actually both those sacks were just awesome. Uh, both of them, he was you know off of a bull rush. How does he get that much power out of two hundred fifty five pounds? I don't know, but I'm telling you, the guy is a load. He uh, he changes uh, you know the complexion of the defense and he has that that hidden hand in quarterback's head that you know everybody knows hey he's around he's going to be somewhere of you know influencing the the play whether or not it's a sack he's going to be somewhere around the quarterback quarterback's knowing and and it, it's palpable almost but at the end of the day back to the top offense played spectacular f- football in the first half. Defense took the ball away. These are good things. Special teams, it was a it was a train wreck. But of all the phases, it's the least important, but it still counts a lot. But you know what? And OB, I, I got to tell you, you know, it's a magical uh, ride the, the Bears are on. They seem to get every break, every penalty, every turnover. But I thought the officials jobbed them on the safety and on the two-point conversion, which would have been a four-point difference which would have made Detroit a threat in the uh, later stages of the game. 
where there would only be eight points down. So I think the officials kind of did a job on Matt Patricia today. Oh, there's, well, on those two particular plays, as far as I'm concerned, it was blatant. The officials, any time, folks, you, if your foot or that ball touches one millimeter, if you can even measure it, of touching the white line, it would be a safety or would be a touchdown. That's the fact. And what you saw, films don't lie. So they got jobbed on both of those deals. But anyways, listen, congratulations to the Bears. Right. I mean, I predicted last year, last year, excuse me, (laughs) last week uh, that they would take care of the Lions. The Lions are nothing. And, and again, the most valuable player is the guy, NFL schedule who got the bear schedule. My God, it's fallen in place. This is like a magical year. We're getting all all the tough calls that look like they should go the other way or whatever. We're getting them all. My God, the way the thing is breaking out against the teams we're playing, the Jets, the Buffalo Bills, my Lord. And now Detroit's falling apart. They trade Golden Tate. Their number one offensive threat, and here they come to Chicago. We're five and three. We're on a roll, and we took care of business today. One other thing, I'm kind of. It's kind of glad to see the Bears' offense for the first time, and I'm going to tell you, maybe 15 years, maybe maybe more, where we actually really tried to go downfield and score touchdown, and throw the ball downfield. Like I've said year after year after year, when you go downfield with today's rules, few things can happen. One of them, our receiver, can actually catch the ball. He can actually catch the ball. Number two, it could be intercepted, which would be like a punt. Or number three, more often than not, what happens is there's a penalty. Interference. And it happens all the time. And I, we could never go down and never throw the ball down the field until last week. I saw last week. We tried it once or twice. This week, they went down, and that's something nice to see. Play like big boys. 34-22. The game has just gone final at Soldier Field. The Bears are officially 6-3. and three. The Lions flip to 3-6. and six. We'll bring Kaz in on the phone, coming on back here. Yes, Hampo? You know, I just want to say one thing. You know, I, my favorite saying, a, a little means a lot. Think about this. We get Mack and Allen Robinson back today. Those two players that weren't on our roster last year. But we get those two guys back today. Detroit loses Golden Tate due to trade a week ago. How big of a swing in the abilities of both uh, of these franchises? Detroit's on a plummet, and we are taking off. Well, the key was for us offensively to utilize those people and to utilize the field like you're supposed to. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. The Bears are in first place, and we have a huge game Coming up next Sunday night. I got a night. question. I thought this guy, Patricia, was supposed to be a defensive genius. How did we get so many receivers running wide open in the secondary? Bears did you see that? I, I mean, I, I, it was a, somebody's either going to get a lot of a gold check marks by their name this week because I'm telling you, some really good play designs. Detroit had no answers. We ran. We were over the middle. Nobody was even in the TV screen, let alone close to them on the field. 
How does that happen? This week, it's the great Matt Nagy offense. This week on Chicago's <laughs> Best, the CB team is checking out Puerto Rico, Venezuela, and Mexico. Their food, that is. It's Chicago's Best Latin. Sunday nights at 10 on WGN TV. The Bears a winner. Trubisky was great. Hamp, OB, and Kaz till 6 on 720 WGN. Back to the Hamp and OB show with Kaz. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. <laughs> that cough is Glenn Kozlowski on the phone. <laughs> What's up, Kozlo? The Bears are in first place. The Bears smoke the Lions. 34-22 the final at Soldier Field. Hampton will be with Kaz presented by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDrivesChicago.com. This is the best Mitchell Trubisky we have seen. Will we all agree? Obi, would you agree? I, this is the best I've seen him. Oh, he misfired several times, but there was a little bit more sync to it, a little bit more rhythm, a little bit more acting like a professional offensive football team and attacking the field. Down, I mean, going downfield and attacking, that was nice to see. That has to be there week after week after week. If not, you're just fooling yourself. But anyways, it was a good job by Trubisky, good job by our offense. 23 of 30, 355 yards, three touchdowns, 148.6 is quarterback rated. Kazo, what would you think? Well, like, you know, again, it's all good and Offensively, they look good, and Trubinsky looked good. But at the end of the day, you still two-thirds of the, the, the phases were outstanding. But our special team kept Detroit around, and really, this is something that they have to address. Forget the kicker, an onside kick. It just it wasn't a clean special teams day. But what we did get to see is when Cleo Mack comes on the field, that defense gets more confident, and they play like a bunch of wild men now. You're right, Ed. The pressure comes up the middle, but Matt gives people confidence. It was great to see him out there today. Five tackles, uh, two two sacks for Khalil and Allen Robinson. I thought, you know, talk about guys coming back to play. Right. Yeah, see, again, and and don't underestimate the power of playmakers. They change everything. And the reason Robinson was open was because over the past few weeks, Miller and. Uh, 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 you talking about uh, Trey Burton? Uh, no, Taylor. Um, um, Do you talking about Taylor Gabriel? Taylor, okay. Taylor Gabriel, you know, obviously was creating uh, you know certain opportunities and kept Detroit from being able to double Allen Robinson. And boy, he made him pay. He made him pay a lot, didn't he, Cus? Yeah, he did. I, I, the nice thing about it is, you know, look, here's a guy that's been out for a while, and he was attacking the ball in the air. He was going down the field. That, you know, our quarterback had confidence in just throwing those jump balls to him, too. And that, that makes a world of difference. Ed, you, you, we do call that big boy offensive football. And they did play it, except for about uh, four or five minutes in the third quarter, where they almost kind of went back into, you know, a folding mode instead exactly. of keep on attacking and keep on going down the field. And, you know, they let the Lions hang around, and you just can't do that. And that's my only concern. Look, though, Bears control their own destiny, and they are crushing the NFC right now. Well, here's here's the one thing. Uh, defensively today, if you look, I think this is the game. I'm not sure how many times they blitzed, but I think this is a game where, where Fangio really went after the Detroit Lions. He knew they weren't very good. They lost their best offensive threat. And he wanted to take everything away from Matt Stafford. He wanted to get in his place, 
get in his face, play after play after play, and he did a ton of blitzing today. Kudos for us. It worked. The Bears just talking about that offense. It's the fourth time this year. Now it's the best it's looked, but it's it's the fourth time this year they've scored over thirty points. You know how many times they did that in the John Fox era? Not four times. So think about that. Well, here now, just hold on a second here okay. about scoring points. If you win ten to nine, fine, whatever it might be. But you know, when we played last week, we won forty-one to nine. Mm-hmm. Okay. At New Buffalo, Buff, I mean the Buffalo Bills, all right? Mitchell Trubisky passed for 126 yards, and we ran for 64, all right? We won the game. We killed them, 41-9. to nine. But that's what we did, folks. That's the reality of it. We should have passed for 426 yards, 326, not 126, and not ran against that team for 64 yards. So let's not get crazy here, okay? Yeah, but hold- and the other thing is, Nagy. I don't want to be a little negative, but I want to I want to make this point. When he was at Kansas City in that playoff game at home against the Tennessee Titans, they had the game won. Tennessee, I think what was the score? 19 22 to nothing. I think it's 22 to nothing. 22 to nothing, folks. 22 to 3, and, I think, Ed. Yeah, and guess who guess who won the game? The Titans, who had no business even being in the playoffs, and Kansas City's playing at home. Who the hell do you think was the offensive coordinator? Nagy. Every time in the second half, and what you pointed out, Glenn, today, my God, they they had him drilled, throttled the first half. You come out the second half to a team like that, and you bury them. That's what you do in this league. You don't let them hang around, stick, stick around. Then all of a sudden they get lucky, they get a couple of calls, and then guess what? They're right on your rear end. And that's what happened today. Hey, you don't have to go all the way back to last year's playoffs. Remember the opening night up in Green Bay? Yes. That, so that's, again, that's the game teller right there. So all, all things considered, we are, we, we are tempering our enthusiasm and glee at being 6-3 and three and leading the division with reality. And the special teams, as you said, Kaz, were not even close to being acceptable. You know, forget the. I mean, and again, this kicker. I'm telling you, folks. I'm telling you, this this is going to get even more expensive. But at the end of the day, you know, it could be more of a pace paradox. You remember what that was a few weeks ago? I told you what it is. Remind us. That's where Pace thinks he's smarter than everybody else, and he makes a decision on a player or coach, and then it blows up in his face, and then he has to go back and spend twice right. as much money to fix it. First, and personally. this is, could be from on this kicker. He spent $15 million on this guy with $9 million guaranteed, and this is what we get for Doinks? Hey, Dan, what was that word again? What was it? The what? What did you Which say? The Pace Paradox. The Pace, the Pace Paradox. Hell, I always thought that was an after-dinner cocktail. Yeah, I well, no I'll idea. have two. I had no it idea. might be. It was just just so we just so we have it right. Shaking, not stirred. It was twenty-one to three. The Chiefs lead over the Titans last year in the playoffs, and they and they ended up losing twenty-two twenty-one. Uh, Didn't score a point in the second half. Right, but that's hold, the point. But, Green Bay this year. What did he do? He just died. They just let this team die. They didn't go after him. My point is this, and and I, you, to, to me, there's absolutely no argument. Well, hold At on. At this time and in this league, that's what you do when you got him down. Oh, let's not be so hard. 
Go after them. Put your foot in their throat and get it over with. Okay, so here's the thing, the question we got for you, Kaz. Now, we are 6-3, and three, and you know what? There's kudos. Everybody's going to be in a group hug all week, how great everybody played. I see the Minnesota Vikings on a bye week watching this game. What do you think they're thinking about the Bears? Well, they're thinking that they're going to have to throw quick passes because the defense is going to come after them, and they're going to exploit the special teams, and they're going to take advantage of the special teams. And, you know, the Bears didn't do themselves any favors today either because when they get a lead, they do, and that's all we're talking about. It's not we're not trying to rain on the parade of what is a six and three season and maybe exactly. one of those special years, but they've got to put them away and they've got to be ready to go. And you know, you can't have those four or five minute breaks in the second half where you look like you're just squatting on the ball. You got to keep throwing it down the field and stay aggressive. And they they, they turned it around. They started scoring points in the uh, you know at the end of the third and into the fourth. But they let they let the Lions hang around way too much. Let's uh, let's also remember right before the half, the Bears were up twenty six to seven. They easily could have just run out the half. They went into the shotgun. They tried to they tried to uh, with one minute to go. It looked like they were trying to add on. That was like I was I was stunned. I didn't think it was no. They threw a speed screen that went for no gain, and right, then but, they run Jordan Howard over. I mean, right. Drew Cohen at left guard for no gain. Right. Then they threw the flag up. Right. But I know what you're but, saying. They act, almost acted like they were going to try to take control. Yeah. Uh, yep. Right before they have, with a minute to go, a bad field position. I'm like, what are you doing? But there was, it was aggressive for a second, and then they, then they decided, okay, we're not going to be crazy because they didn't pick up anything. But I, I just saw a hint of what you're talking about here, Obi. Anyway, 34-22. The Bears are 6-3. and three. That's terrific. And, uh, congratulate them. That's wonderful. They, they took care of business today. What we're pointing out are some good points and the bad points. We can take your calls. Kaz, you're sticking around, and uh, it's 312-981-7200. want to get into the Trubisky day as well and, and what this offense is starting to look like as we uh, do have to take a quick break for news. That's next. And then Hamp OB with Kaz presented by your Chicagoland and Northwest Chevy dealers. We'll be coming on back at ChevyDriveChicago.com. 720 WGN. This is the Hamp and OB Show with Kaz. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. Bears 34, the Lions 22. Happy Sunday at 720 WGN. The phone number is 312-981-7200. Hamp and OB with Kaz with you till 6. Let's do the Marconi play. We relish, which is brought to you by Marconi Jardinera. You could put it on everything. Relish all your meals because Marconi makes it better. Hampa, what do you got? Yeah, you know, folks, I think there was eight, nine, maybe even ten, twenty-yard-plus plays by the offense, but the one that was most special and the play that we relish is a 38-yard TD pass from Trubisky to Allen Robinson and to the right end of the end zone. And I'm telling you guys, it's a great when was the last time we had three receivers like the guys that we have? Talking about when Allen Robinson is healthy. You mean Taylor they can Gabriel, actually catch a ball? And, and not only that, Anthony, the rookie Miller, and hey, throw in uh, 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 Trey Burton and Tariq Cohen. That is five difference makers catching the ball. They have great hands. They have great hands, and that's been the difference. To la- I couldn't tell you how many years. And you people that are out there listening to us, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, our, their hands were like boards. They bounce off. It's <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, and we, anyways, well, what we got now, listen, hopefully we can get something going here, and, and this could be very special year. 
It really could. Now, With all the way the ball's bouncing, everything's bouncing their way. Now, Everything. Okay. Now, when we used to look at the Steelers, they had three, four receivers that you, you, you break your back. Stallworth. The, I'm just talking here recently. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, uh, of course. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. But I'm just saying. When have we ever been able to? We had one guy, okay, Brandon Marshall or, or Alshon, one guy. Now we've got five guys, five guys that can can make a, a, a go all the way at any point in the game. Well, that's the key. Then, then let's let's set Utilize the game yeah. plan up because things are going great, and let's go from the get go. Let's go after people. Let's put it on them. Kazi, what are you yeah. seeing from the receivers? Well, here, here's what I'm going to say, and I, I, I think it's important so people understand. Nobody loves the Bears more than Ed Bradovich. And when I say this, when we when we're talking about things in the after the game, we're not trying to be negative, but we want the Bears to win a Super Bowl because that's what this is about in the NFL. It's not about being better. It's not about being six and three. It's about getting to the Super Bowl. And this, as Ed said, it's a special year. It has a feeling like everything is falling into place for the Bears. And they've just got to clean up a couple of things where they stay aggressive. And it's really now it's beyond the players. It's now about how you game plan and how you keep attacking on offense and defense. And then, you know, you can clean up special teams. There's plenty of special team coaches out there that are looking for a job and would love to come in and try and fix this mess that they have going on right now. So that's all we're talking about, Mark. We're trying to clean up I got the you. little things that will keep us from going to the Super Bowl. And, you know, maybe I'm talking a little crazy now, but look, the, the way it's lining up, Ed, you said it. This could be a special year, and but, everything's falling their way. Hey, put the ether can down for a second, Kaz. <laughs> with, yeah. with the kicker. I'll just say it. You can, okay, and I earlier on, I talked about the pace paradox, where, you know, after a blunder, then we, we have to spin twice to try to f- clean up, you know, the mess. The guy that has to be really happy today, and they showed him in the fourth quarter, was Ryan Pace. Now think about this. He takes the heat on this on this program, but think about this. Trubisky had a sterling day where he outplayed the highest-paid quarterback in football. First win against the division and ten uh, attempts. Uh, think about you know not only uh, the fact that Allen Robinson came back and was such a big impact. But Khalil Mack, the $100 million man that he signed and traded, picked, all, everything is coming up roses except you-know-who. And other than that, you know, Ryan Pace has got to be sitting back wanting to fire up a big stogie and say, hey, finally it's starting to shake out. Yeah, Dan, I understand what you're saying, and and, uh, and thanks for those words, Cos. But I, I'll tell you what, you just gotta, you got to keep it going. Nagy, you have to keep it going. What you did today, double it next week. All right, you got. I believe it's Minnesota coming in. Am I correct on that one? Oh, yeah. Yes, Minnesota, yeah. and then the following week is Detroit. You got Minnesota coming in. Meet the challenge. These kids are flying high right now. Let them go. Let them play football. Let them play Bears football. Defensively, they can go after people. They can get it done. Offensively, now we're attacking downfield. My God, I've been waiting forever to see that. Let's go after Minnesota Vikings. Let's put them in their place. Let's take over the complete North Division and show the people, show the greatest fans in the world who the hell's in control. 
312-981-7200. I'd almost say don't play Bears football, by the way. The, the, going down the field and doing what they did today was was anti-Bears football, let's be honest. We haven't, who's, it kind of is. I mean, have you ever heard of defense? Uh, yes. That's Bears football. Right, and, and but we're, yeah. you're talking about throwing the ball downfield. That's never happened before. That's right, and that's what I'm talking about. We've got it. Don't let up. I, hey, let's go after Minnesota. Listen, all the rhetoric out of Hallis Hall, and I know you guys don't like what the coaches say and all this, and, and it's all, you know, can be BS, whatever. But all they were saying this week is that Trubisky is seeing more and more pre snap. He's understanding what they're being asked to do. And, and you can see them starting to open it up. I mean, he came out today as hot as he possibly could be. So if he is, and it, by all accounts, this is a dude who loves to hang in the film room and learn and learn. It's football, 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 football with him. So if he keeps getting better, you're gonna you're gonna see this, Obi. I think I think that's realistic to to, to the thing that believe. has to get better. The thing is that, his accuracy. Okay, that's what has to get better. And today, it's not a mystery, right? And today he was nine for his first ten, and the one throw that wasn't caught was a beautiful right, that's throw. That's where Dick and Dunk football when they had that first magnificent drive, and it was a great drive. According to Dan, all it was was dink and dunk, dink and dunk, and it worked, and we went downfield. That's our offense until today when they finally played big boy football and they opened it up. But there was one play; it was a seventeen, like a seventeen-yard slant that that Allen Robinson took for Beautiful thirty throw. yards. Yeah, I mean it was, and it was a great throw. Hey, folks, again, it's almost like uh, hitting a golf ball. You know, you, you you got a guy that hits a three twenty, then then hits it. 10 yards the next two times. You, he has to find a way to be accurate and to duplicate good throw after good throw after good throw. And, again, we, we said in the third quarter he, he ran into a couple of clunkers and the offense started coughing, but then he got back on track again. He was 23 of 30 on the day, 355 yards, three touchdowns, quarterback rating 148.6. But 11.2 yards per pass play attempted. Now think about that. I think last week it was something like six six yards per play, and that, that's not good enough. The average game is for, great. We won last week, and the, the most important stat to me is the average game per offensive play. Okay, last week we won forty-one to nine, and our average offensive game four point one yards. Right, but they didn't have to do anything. I mean, okay, but, and don't hey, okay, we we keep throwing bouquets at, at Trubisky, cause important I, one. Hey. You know, kind of lurking under the surface, besides the kicker, besides the special team meltdown, Jordan Howard, 11 attempts, 21 yards. That's less than two yards per attempt. Last time I checked, Rosie Greer wasn't playing for uh, the the Lions today, was he? Rosie Greer. No, no, and here's the problem. You know, it doesn't fit Jordan Howard's, uh, what he brings to the table, which is power, running football, and you grind it out. Uh, they went to him in the fourth quarter, and he started to grind it out when they needed him. But this is going to be one of those years where he's going to get less and less important, and you know they're going to throw the ball down the field, and that's you know that's what they have to do, unfortunately. But here is where Ryan Pace could maybe maximize the uh, advantage of what you know what they are doing offensively, and look to gather some draft choices that he gave away in the other, you know, in his other blunders where he had to give up two firsts for Khalil Mack because that was worth it. Now you can get something for uh, Jordan Howard. And I'm not suggesting he's not a great back. He is. But he just doesn't – I don't see him fitting in this system and the way they run their offense. You're he, absolutely he correct, Kaz. He, he looks like he does not fit into this system. 
Yeah, but you're going to need somebody that's going to grind out some yards when it starts to get colder and colder, right? You're not going to. You don't want it to recall. Yeah, Go ahead. But you, but you can't. You know, look, the kid's going to get frustrated, and it's it's just going to. You know, you got a good thing going right now, and he is. He's a quiet guy, and he he's one of those guys that keeps everything internally, and he doesn't talk a lot. But you know, guys like that will get angry, and it's you know, it's just it, they've got to either figure out how to use him a little bit more and use them more successfully, or else they really do need to look and try and get some draft choices because he has great value right now. Trade him for a kicker. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at this point, trade him for Robin oh, Gold. Wouldn't that fit Any the paradox, kicker. right? <laughs> Hold it. Wait a second. Mr. Hampton, do you feel a little disdain towards this kicker we have that's only making $4 million this year? Yeah, yeah. Is there a little disdain I coming from you? $9 million guaranteed. Okay, go out there and watch the film of what we saw today. That's that's guaranteed nine. He had great kicker. accuracy. How many times did he hit oh, that goalpost? It was you know incredible. That is to do right. That, we have to order four a new goalpost. No, that's an accurate Dan kicker, Dan. Thirty-four twenty-two. And Parky, if Parky makes his kicks today, then what's that? That's eight more points. It should have been a forty-two. To do we have callers. Yes, we have callers. And okay. it was a drumming if he makes his kick, which he paid to do, and he paid handsomely to do. Kazi, so Kazi, do, do you have something special that you need to tell us before you go? Yes, if you're injured or hurt in an accident, call the Mancini Law Group, a personal injury law firm that is personally committed to carrying you the maximum justice with maximum results. Being injured or hurt in an accident can be very challenging. In the midst of dealing with pain, medical bills, and loss of wages, you may be dealing with an insurance company that wants to take advantage of you and force you to accept a low-ball settlement. This can happen when you're not represented by the right law firm. Please do not attempt to handle this alone. The Mancini Law Group has experienced attorneys providing aggressive representation, resulting in millions of dollars recovered for injured victims. The Mancini Law Group is here to make it right when you've been wrong. No legal fee unless they collect money for you. For a free case evaluation, call 773-888-9000 or visit them online at www.mancinilaw.com. That's 773-888-9000 or go online to www.mancinilaw.com. The Mancini Law Group, one law firm, Two promises, maximum justice, maximum result. Wow. It's a whole nother level with you right now. That was impressive. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Good job. Hey, must, be the, must be the high air up here. I mean, yeah. OB, did you see the improvement there? That was amazing. He flashed through it like a champion like, that like he is. Mitchell, like Trubisky's uh, throwing accuracy. Like you and Trubisky are, are one and the same. It's incredible. Trubisky, 23 <laughs> of 30, and, and you're knocking down spots with, with like nothing. All right, we miss you, Kaz. We'll see you next week in studio. Yeah, I will be there next week. Looking forward to it, All right, Glenn. Okay, that, All right. that's the Kaz band. Hamp and OB will be here, as, as will uh, myself. We'll take, yes, sir. callers, we're going to get to you. We are. You start over talking. I'm going to come over there and wrap you right over the head. Bring it on, Call, OB. Oh, 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 don't even. <laughs> don't even. <laughs> you ever heard of a monsoon? Yes, I. I All right, I, I, callers, I, I, hang in there. We're going to get to you. All right, three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Hamp will be in cause the Bears are six and three. First place, Super Bowl. Trubisky seven twenty WGN. <laughs> the extra point. the upright 41 yards away and that well he 
can hit those upgrades, can he? Three times today, and he's hearing it toward the upright. Unbelievable. Can you believe this? He's hit four uprights today. If you paid him to do that, he couldn't do it. Well, they are paying him quite a bit of dough for Cody Parkey, four years, 15. To afford them. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was hysterical. The dong sound. I mean, I've never seen anything like that. That was incredible. Well, has it ever happened before? I mean, four missed kicks, but four that hit the upright and made the doink. We need some help from, I don't know, stats somebody. But I, I, I don't know. I've never seen it before. That was incredible. Two extra points off the, off the upright, two kicks. That was amazing. Way to go, Cody Parkey. Let's... And back-to-back field goals. Yeah, that, I mean, and the, how about did you? What did you guys think of his reaction? He just he was sitting there looking at Pat O'Donnell, like just smiling and laughing at him. I he wish I would have grown up in this era where you 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 know fail miserably and everybody gives you a fist pump. Oh, it's okay, it's okay. I'd be on the sidelines wanting to stab him. <laughs> Are you kidding people, me? People Do are, your job! People are texting in more, more ham talk about kickers. So we, we can do that. We're here till 6. Uh, by the way, the Muller Game Changing Moment, sponsored by the Muller family of dealerships in Hoffman Estates, Gurney, Hampton Park, has that one. And, and Maryville. What do you got, Hampton? Well, you know, and, and again, let's go a little bit deeper than a game-changing moment. Because, like I said, OB, the only thing that stopped the offense in the first half was the halftime. Four straight touchdown drives. They looked... You know, proficient would be an understatement. Now, let's talk about Matt Nagy, you know, and you just basically brought it out a minute ago. Maybe the game-changing moment was after Nagy, you know, absorbs the loss in Buffalo. He realizes maybe he is not doing the team, the offense, the quarterback, any uh, service by... Holding him back? Exactly, and said, okay... Let's see it. And all week long, there was a lot of criticism about Trubisky, and I've got some some little nuggets that are very interesting. But it was almost like Nagy said, okay, all you naysayers, check this out. And it, guess what? He passed with flying colors. And again, like OB always says, Detroit's defense was miserable. Nobody covered nobody. But guess what? He put the ball on the receiver today, and my gosh, that makes a big difference. Yeah, you know, they they spelled Prince Amukamara's name wrong on his jersey today. Prince? P-R-I? No. no. <laughs> the, wait a I want... This is, let, me, let, me, let me tell you something. Yeah. Okay? Only in Chicago. I, when, I tell you, when I go down... In like the Florida, college, other states, I go down and people they talk about the politicians, the politicians that are in jail one after another, and all I can tell them, it's Illinois, it's Cook County, it's Chicago, isn't it? That's my answer with the Bears. It's Chicago. How the hell can you misspell the guy's name? Would you like to take a stab on how to spell a Mukamara? Huh? <laughs> would, would no. You, Hampo. Hey, how about huh? you tell me how to spell Obradovich? Did I ever get it misspelled? Several times. <laughs> Chicago! Um, you guys, really, no no chance in a Mukamara? I feel like we should put it out there to the college. Are you kidding me? No, I wouldn't even. No. No, the word is no. A-M-U-K-M-A-R. What are you looking? I, I, I'm cheating. Right? Of course looking, you are. But hold on. A-M-U-K-M-A-R-A is how they had it spelled on the jersey today. A-M-U-K-M-A-R-A. 
M-A-R-A. Okay, so let's get this right. And all the viewers at home got to see the sniveling rat cheat over here and look at the cheat sheet <laughs> yeah. after he challenged us to, to spell it. <laughs> well, wait, we're not on, are we still on television? Yeah, if he we're is, still on for two you minutes. You catch his eyes slithering over there. <laughs> I'm a lot. It's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not cheating if you own it. I am staring at it on the screen today. A-M-U-K-M-A-R-A. That's what they put in his jersey. They're missing an A. It's A-M-U-K-A. M A R A. Now, when he was a Jacksonville Jaguar, they spelled it A M U A K M A R A. Again, wrong. So the Jaguars and the Bears have something in common. They both spelled the guy's name. Can you imagine if they spelled Obradovich or Hamp? Do you have the names? Do you have your your last name on the, on the jersey back then? Ob, I hate to ask you that question. I don't uh, think you yes, did. Yes, they did. You did you? Yes. That's the highlights I've seen. I tell you when it changed. Yeah. When they joined forces with the AFL. Okay. Okay. The American Football League, okay. American Football Conference, whatever you want to call it, they adopted most of all the NFL rules, but that's one of the rules to appease them that you know they put the names on the back of the jerseys, and that's exactly what happened. Maybe Cody and no, Park. they never misspelled D-A-N. They got it right every time. Three one two nine eight one. There's what a town Cooper? in Iowa named after Hampton. Hey, what about uh, the guy we had, Cooper Senior? He's got Senior. <laughs> that was awesome. I loved Senior. Yeah. What is the kid? Twenty three years Mark, old. Mark, he's a senior. Senior Marcus Cooper. All right. Hey, we will. I promise. Get to the calls after four o'clock. Your Bears. We'll get you callers. Touchdown Bears. Chicago Bears. This conversation is here. The Hamp and OP Show with Cause, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. Bears 34, the Lions 22. Great to be with you on a Sunday afternoon with you till 6. Super Bowl, Super Trubisky. Gentlemen, let's see how the Bears fans are digesting another Bears victory with the Minnesota Vikings coming in for Sunday Night Football next week. OB, you okay with me going to the calls? Absolutely. You better. All right, here we go. Mike in Rockford, what's going on? Welcome to 720 WGN. Happen OB with Kaz. Go ahead. Hello, man. I want to talk about the running game, but I do want to make one comment about the kicker. Uh, Dan, are you still friends with Kevin Butler? Because I think he, seriously, and I'm being totally serious, I think he could do way better than this guy. Couldn't have done worse. You know what? He, he uh, oh, yeah. actually, I don't know what capacity, but he works with the Georgia Bulldog program, uh, you know, mentoring kickers. You know he's kicking. You think, why? I'm just telling you, guys, it's not, it can't be that hard for this guy to be this bad. You know what I'm saying? Well, here, uh, absolutely. Here, hey, Mike, here, here would be the bad thing. If you're in a dogfight and it comes down late in the fourth quarter and you need that guy and he only does one thing, obviously kick the ball, and I tell you, it goes out, all that fire and everything you've had and fighting, trying to get that victory, and it goes out. To me, I would not have kickers. I would have punters. Kickers would not be allowed in the National Football League. Just my point of view. Yeah, I, I agree, Ob. And uh, you know, I'm going to tell you, next week might be a much closer game. Which I'm thinking, you know, if the Bears can hang in there and beat the Vikings, and it might come down to a field goal, and it might come back to bite us. But you know, I don't know why they didn't take a look at that Bailey when he was available when the when the Cowboys cut Bailey and the and the Vikings picked him up. I mean, I would have looked at that, but I know they signed this Parkey. But I'm laughing, too, because the announcers did it again. They botched his name. Uh, they called him Parker. Uh, if you watch on TV, they called him Parker. One, one of the guy, one of the commentators called him Parker. They also called Bryce uh, Callahan, Brian Callahan. It's, it's, been, it's been a rough go. Uh, I want to talk about the running game real quick, guys. This is it. Jordan Howard is a really good back. And I know Nagy's system 
is not fit for him and vice versa. But, you know, when it comes time to just run the ball, uh, they're going to have, they're going to need him like, like, uh, you guys said when the weather gets cold, they're going to need someone to to pound out the game there and uh, and get the needed yards and eat clock. So, hopefully, uh, he's going to be able to you know stay healthy and and not get his. Uh, last week was a good weekend for him against Buffalo. He got that touchdown and stuff, so it was good to see him happy. But uh, I just think they got to they got to run. At the end of the first half, guys, I couldn't figure that one out either. They should have ran the ball a little bit I, after the two after the first pass. I think that was an incomplete. Uh, and then they ended up having a punt from what their own end zone. Right, right, right. Mike, Mike we got you. I, I listen. Let me, let me, Mike. Let me jump in. Here. Mike, uh, let me tell you something. We're, you, we're, this is a guy we should not get rid of. Okay, because if you think you're going to put all your marbles, everything you have on Tariq Cohn, that's a giant mistake. This kid, he's going to have some great games and whatever. But sooner or later, folks, I've seen it decades. Somebody hit that small, he will get cranked, and it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. Jordan Howard, we need. My God, you have 53 guys on a team, and we got five tight ends, and we want to get rid of Jordan Howard. That doesn't doesn't make sense. Get rid of one of the tight ends, you keep Jordan Howard, and you make it work because he will be a valuable player down the stretch in the back half of the season Mark my words on that one. Okay, and everybody wants to jump on the, oh, well, it doesn't fit the system. I'll tell you what the problem is, folks. We don't have a tight end that can block. The one that they signed. But to five f- tight ends, Dan? Sims was inactive today. Some kind of a foot in- injury. But think about it. Trey Burton is 225 pounds. He ain't going to block nobody. Brunecker, I mean, they, they can't block at the, you know the edge. So... Now you're playing with an offensive line with Cody Whitehair is he's not a center. If you if you expect him to move people, he ain't doing it. He's gotten better with the snap. He's gotten better with pass protection, but he doesn't move anybody. Well, and that's other, probably why we bring Soul in as a, as to set up as another an offset line or right. maybe as the tight end, whatever the hell they want to call it. Exactly. But, but I'll tell you what, to have five five tight ends on a football team. But here's the other part about it. Think about this. Kyle Long was the best offensive lineman. He's gone. And in his place, Witzman has been decent in pass protection. But he and James Daniels, they don't move anybody. Our line has not moved anybody out of the hole. So if somebody is even, you know, hanging around the line of scrimmage, they're going to make tackles. And until we can get better blocking, we're going to have struggles in the running. Well, game. that's then that's why we need more of Jordan Howard. Uh, yeah, and jo- jo- for the record, Jordan Howard on the day, eleven carries for twenty-one yards. It's one point nine yards per carry. But Trubisky was on fire. They put the ball. They put the game away. I, I don't listen. I don't think you need him to be great every week, Jordan Howard. Listen, it doesn't have to become a huge issue just because he didn't have a big game. You're not going to have eleven players be magnificent. Week after week, all 11, blockers, center, guards, tackles, receivers, they're all playing the greatest game in life. Not going to happen. Yeah, and if Jordan Howard has a problem with it, well, that's on Jordan Howard. Look, you're not going to go anywhere in the NFL and get 25 carries a week as well, a running back. It doesn't well, it's, happen. It, it's how you talk to the kid. Okay. All right? That's It's how you talk. Somebody has to relate to him. 312-981-7200. Back to the phones. Bernie in Algonquin. Welcome to 720 WGN. Go ahead. Yeah, great show, guys, as always. Uh, you know, a comment on the running game, uh, I, I thought it was more than just opening up the holes on the line. We, we couldn't run the ball wide at all. 
we were getting nailed by three or four guys running it wide. So either we're doing something wrong or Detroit was doing something right on the run today. It just didn't look good at all. And, you know, in the, in the point on the punter, listen, what do you, who do you think is going to be favored Sunday night on the Minnesota game? I mean, that, that game's going to be close either way. And, this, and we lost eight points today on the kicker. You know, and this is the team we got to beat to win the division. I just hope to God we do pick up some kicker somewhere. Well, there's a bunch of inside hey, of high school. Hey, Bernie, thanks, to, Bernie. To answer your question, what Detroit did, they had great containment today. Because if you saw Trubisky, where he always wheels out to the stronger to the weak side, he couldn't do it. What he had to do, he stepped up and he escaped through the in route on the weaker or the strong side. That's how he got out and made his yards. They made damn sure that nobody was going to get out around him or Cohen or anybody. Whoever had containment, they made damn sure he was as deep as the ball and forced them back inside. That's what happened. And the other part of it is, you know, you got 278-pound defensive ends. you got to block them with somebody. Well, Trey Burton, he can't do it. So the edge is not a you know not a good option. And to answer the kicker question, there's a bunch of them out there. Cairo Santos, who was a bear, that's not going to excite anybody. That name, no. Blair Walsh, who missed the biggest or one of the biggest kicks in Minnesota Vikings history, which is chippy. Speaking of that, let's go back. Remember a few years ago when Tressman was at the helm and we were positioning ourselves up in Minnesota, and Robbie Gold, they called in the kicker on third down, second down, on second down, and he missed the kick from forty. Seven. That was the beginning of the end for Robbie Golden. Yeah, and which which was ridiculous. It, I, that was just a what, that was the beginning of the end of Mark Tressman. And, and guess what? For Tressman to bring him in on Saturday, obviously it disturbed Robbie. And I'm not I'm not defending him, but I'm, I'm saying the guy was a hell of a kicker, and he got run out. Well, hopefully, what happens with the Chicago Bears is the fact that we do not need a kicker at the end of the game. To make an extra point or to kick a 55-yard field goal or a 41-yard field goal. We don't need them. Hopefully we can put them away offensively. Yeah, Merry you, Christmas, OB. I'll be sending you a Christmas right, card. That's you, but, Christmas wishes. Right. You, you hey, can't, let you, me tell you this, Ham. Let me tell you something, young man. You can't operate like that. You've got to have a kicker, right? You've got to have a kicker in your stocking. Hey, <laughs> Patrick I, Murray. I, there's a bunch, see there's, what I did there? Uh, hey, uh, if you're on hold, hang in there. We'll get you on the backside of this quick timeout. The Bears are in first place. They look great today. 34-22 being the Lions. Trubisky was outstanding. All of it. 720 WGN. This is the Hampton OB Show with Cause, Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer. And ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. A lot of Bears to celebrate today in their 34-22 win over the Lions. It's also worth celebrating that you're not a Lions fan. That is just a rough situation up there in Detroit. Uh, Hey, set up straight when you're talking to me. (laughs) Mitchell Trubisky, 23 of 30. Allen Robinson, six catches catches for 133 yards. Anthony Miller, five catches for 122 yards. Uh, Tariq Cohen, I thought played great today. He, had, he caught six balls for twenty nine. Took a big time blow, and I, I thought that I thought they killed the kid. But then he was back on the field returning a punt. Yeah, I mean showed some serious stuff. Hey, uh, Calvin in Hyde Park, welcome to seven twenty WGN. Thanks for being patient. Guys, I've been sitting over here seething, man. You know the one thing I, I say is this: as far as the offensive line, Jordan Howard is a good bet. 
you got to put some earth moves in there to open up holes for this guy to run. Because if he gets past the first line, guess what? The secondary ain't nothing but poke chops and meat to this young man. Hey, this Calvin. young man deserves a break in there. Not only that, defensively, the last touchdown Detroit scored, there was nobody in the neighborhood of this guy. What's up with that? You know, that kind of shocked me, too, because I look at it this way. I want my defense to look like OB in 63 when Wayne Kittle had to feel God in it. Him, the same thing with his defense. I want him to be scared as hell, to be honest with you. But, hey, the bottom line, offensively, we need some more work. You know, I, I, you know, I don't know what else to say about this team. I mean, I, I'm glad that they won. I do. But there's a whole lot of Knicks. And cuts in there, and you know the old saying: If you, I don't want them to do this. Well, I'm gonna be nice because I'm on the radio. But anyway, guys, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate you guys always. This is the best damn sports show in Chicago. Thank you, Calvin. I got what I like. We we got to get some earth movers. That was very very good. I never heard that one before. You, Calvin, earth movers, is, offensive linemen, uh, and, and, but, earth movers. It, it paints a picture. Calvin is always awesome, off the charts. But more importantly, he's he's right. He's I, I'm watching this. We don't move anybody. You know, we're basically we're content with protecting the quarterback. And if we can move somebody every once in a while on the back and make somebody miss, oh yippee! It's not. It's it's like they don't even work on the run game. I don't know why. But and Carmen, you said it earlier. It's going to get colder and colder and colder. We're going to need it. We better start thinking about it. Let me ask you guys a question. At what point were you in your physical prime when you were in, in the NFL where you really could move people and, and the game hadn't worn you down? Well, how old were you, would you say? That's, my best year was my fourth year. So I was 25, 6, something like that. Okay. OB, what would you say? Uh, I would probably say, well, like Dan was, somewhere in my age when I was around 24, 25, 26. And then after you play, you know, if you play 11 years and 12 like Dan did, you know, and, and um, you know, especially when I played, we, we really struggled mightily on offense. Mightily on offense. So it grinds you. And, you're uh, out there every play. And when you're out there sometimes with back-to-back games of people putting 85 plays on you, et cetera, and, and uh, so sometimes... It it takes its toll on you. It really does. Well, the reason, so, uh, the re- and, do you know where I'm going with this? No, but I was just going to say, just like Calvin was seething, yeah. that was the way Ob played <laughs> eleven years seething because of the offense. Seething. <laughs> <laughs> it was most definitely a seething Ob. I I, I got to tell you the it's story. A sti- it's a there, still there, seething. There's so many stories. Fred, Fred Williams, Bill George. I mean, Rick Caceres, Mike Ditka. We, you know, we had uh, Richie Pettibone. We had some great. Uh, people on on that team uh, but the one thing uh as a matter of fact it was basically you know in 62 63 <laughs> and <laughs> when we would stop our, the opponents and we're coming off the field and our offense is coming on the field i tell them hold them <laughs> hold, hold them let's get a drink don't we're gonna, just give us a couple minutes to get a, a rest and a little sip of water and we'll come back and we'll get you six that was the, just hold them that was the bears best uh offensive we'll just hold them coming off the field the, the reason why i bring it up look james daniels who's there who's the Bears' second round draft pick out of iowa the yeah. dude's 21 years old he's one of the youngest guys in the nfl i think he's going to be a star but he's just got to get a little time to put weight on and get stronger learn the game well, all he's, right. he's, pr- oh, he's pretty big 
He's he is, big. but he's going to get bigger. What he's he's got he's got to get under balance more. And when he learns to get under balance, that's when you explode. Okay, and you don't block up here; you block down here. Yeah, I, I think, but I think they got a good one there. Would you guys agree? Yes, so, I do. But yeah. they're planning him out of position. But that's a whole nother can of worms, right? Well, and, I, and I agree with Dan. Oh my goodness! Why why they didn't make the switch back in August? I have no idea. He played all the years at Iowa as a center. What the hell? Are you he was the best him center in the draft to we, play guard. And, and Cody Whitehair played tackle and would have been a serviceable guard. But he, that, folks, let, let me explain something to you. Try to snap a ball backwards and go forward at the same time. There's only a few people that know how to do it, and it takes 10 years to figure it out from 4th grade, 8th grade, 10th grade. I was Little Dan played a game against, who was it? Uh, anyway, this guy, the kid that was a center, I think you, the game you I was, was there. I was with, yeah. Yeah, and the, and the kid, I mean, he Hensdale was... Dale no, Central. And he was not impressive looking in his uniform, but he was one hell of an offensive lineman, I'm telling you. It's a knack. A center's got it. We got one plan at left guard. Defensive star of the game. Let's do that right now. It's brought to you by Chicagoland and your Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Well, you know, we could say Kevin Mack. He had two sacks. It was great to have him back in the <coughs> fold. But Amukamara forced two turnovers today. He got an interception and had a strip that uh, Adrian Amos uh, you know, caught in midair. And not only that, but he was second on the team with eight tackles. So this kid... I mean, at times you, you're scratching your head, whoa, what's he doing? Well, today he played great. And I've got to tell you, Ed Donatel, the special, I mean, the secondary coach needs a big, hearty data boy because our secondary has played super this year. I'm telling you, folks, Callahan, another, had a, a sack and, a, and an interception. Dan, to jump on that, I'll tell you what, our linebackers have been playing lights out football, folks. Defensive line. Especially that inside push, which you've got to have in this game, because you can't let that quarterback step up. We've got the speed on the outside to take care of business. Defensively, I'm telling you, you today I think it was a lot offensively, but defensively, you talk about maybe a good five wins. Good five wins. It's all basically about defense. And I'll tell you, we've got one hell of a defense. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. The lights just went out in the studio. That's interesting. I believe we are still on the air now. The lights are coming back on. Hey, uh, uh, that was Matt Stafford. Uh, <laughs> the lights went out on him today too. Hey, uh, Maurice in uh, Avalon Park. Go oh, real quick, Maurice. What's up? Okay, hello, gentlemen. Uh, good uh, game by the Bears. I want to jump on that pace paradox that uh, you, Dan, uh, brought up uh, earlier. They had Robbie Gold, one of their best place kickers, one of the best place kickers with the Bears ever. And they get rid of him because they don't want to pay him money. And then they give Parkey $9 million guaranteed. And then they had to go through, uh, who was this, Connor Barth, a clown who couldn't kick, Cisco, who was lost. And um, I'm glad that somebody else, uh, Calvin from Hyde Park, is on uh, the Jordan Howard bandwagon. They need to use him more. And finally, uh, going to UOB, you were talking about their, your pleas with their wide receiver weapons. What's going on with Kevin White, who I believe is also uh, a pace paradox? Hey, uh, you're, hey, Maurice. Thanks, Maurice. No, no, Go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. Uh, let me jump in here, OB. That is, Kevin White is, the, is the, the cover photo of the pace paradox. Kevin White 
super high first round draft pick, and yet now we have to go out and spend millions upon millions to get guys like uh, Taylor Gabriel and Allen Robinson because he can't play. By the way, he was a healthy scratch today. Kevin White was a healthy scratch today, and do you remember at one point, OB, they were having Callahan come in and run some uh, yeah. wide out, and they called a timeout. Now, if I'm Kevin White... Well, let me just jump in there right, right down to, to clear about Dan Hannah, Bryce Callahan. For you people that don't know what position he plays, he's on the defensive side of the ball. He's a defensive back. Dan picked it out when he came over. He was one of our wideouts on offense. And here we are, a number one draft choice, 6'4", 220 pounds, and the kid can run and whatever, and Kevin White, and my God, the kid is nowhere to be found, and we got to have a defensive player, which Dan pointed out, come over and fill in an offensive position. That is beyond belief. And Leonard Floyd, high super high uh, first-round pick, got a, got a little cheapy sack today. But we had to give Khalil, Khalil Mack $100 million because we didn't have a pass rusher. That's the pace paradox. 312-981-7200. Adam Hogue from Soldier Fields coming up after the 430 News, which is two minutes and ten seconds away. After a gain of eight, another quick pass for a first down. He's inside the 25. Allen Robinson taking it inside the five. It'll be first and goal bear. Tariq Cohen trying to find the hole. Big day for Allen Robinson, big day for Mitchell Trubisky, big day for Tariq Cohen, big day for the Bears, Hampleby and Kaz continuing till 6 o'clock on 720 WGN. The injury report brought to you by the Mancini Law Group, one law firm, one promise, maximum justice, maximum results. Let's bring in Adam Hogue from Soldier Field. Hoagie, good afternoon. Welcome to your first place, Chicago Bears, and... uh what did Cody Parkey have to say for himself? Let's start with the negative. That was that was actually I call it the positive because that was great entertainment. I mean, <laughs> it's way harder to kick the upright four times than to actually make a field goal four times, right? So, I mean, it's possible the Bears have the greatest kicker of all time. I think that is one way to spin zone this. Um, no. Uh, look, he said everything you'd expect him to say after the game. Uh, he took responsibility for it, said he was surprised as anybody because he only missed one kick in warm-ups. That's kind of everything you expect a player in that position to say. What I thought was more interesting is what Matt Nagy had to say. Um, he both said, and some people will say this is contradictory, but I see where he was coming from. He said, look, he admitted that today he lost faith in his kicker, trust in his kicker. As far as the decisions he made today, that's why they went for two when it finally got down to it later on their last touchdown. But he, you know, he insisted going forward, you know, he took that coach angle where I'm going to back up my players and say, we have full trust in him going forward. And when he was specifically asked, will you look at other kickers this week? He kind of laughed and said, zero chance of that happening. So I thought that was the more noteworthy stuff that was said after the game as far as the kicker situation is concerned. All right, so they're not going after a kick. Well, you, I mean, how much they can't, right, with the money they've committed to them? Well, they can't right now. But, if, look, it, I, I like the approach because you, you, you show full confidence in your guy. You do everything possible uh, emotionally to, to lift him up and hope that he recovers because, yeah, you got you got a ton of money $9 million guaranteed uh, uh, invested in this guy. But you can switch kickers if he does it again, if he doesn't get better. If you're a team going to the playoffs and he's still killing you, 
you got to figure that out. I don't care how much a kicker costs. You got to figure that out if you want to be considered a rookie. You can't you can't go into January if, if that's a possibility and talk about uh, missing field goals in Soldier Field. You got to have some kind of a resolution there going forward. Hey Adam, what you've seen in him kicking all year, and I've talked about this uh, in house here, is you watch him kick the ball, okay? On a field goal. He hooked one today for the first time. But what he does, every kick, every field goal kick, it fades to the right. It every On every kick, it fades to the right. When he, when he, Some of those important kicks he made where he missed, everything faded to the right. Faded to the right. It looks like it's going for the center, and then there you see it go fading to the right. And today... He missed a couple, and then he tried to compensate for it, and he hooked it, and he hit the other upright. But that's what he yeah. does, and I've watched him all year. Everything, at, when he when he comes through the kick, it fades to the right. Which brings me to this point. Who is the special teams coach that's in charge of this? Chris if Taylor. I can see it in a studio, watching television, if Dan, can, Dan Hampton can see it, they sure as hell can see it. And that's game after game, all faded to the right, folks. You don't believe me? If you can, look it up and you see exactly what I'm talking about. He's on the Dave Tobe coaching special teams tree, Chris Tabor is. Guess you should have some confidence in him, OB. Uh, I don't, hey... I, I, more than that, I, I, okay, the kicker, that's a, that's a singular problem. But yeah. when Detroit lines up for an onside kick... And botches it, and then tees it up again and completes it. I think there ought to be an investigation. (laughs) (laughs) Think about it. Uh, See, look, no, look here, Amp. I agree with you on that because if we're going to point at um, a coaching problem with special teams, I would say that that example, um, the the kicker missing kicks, is on the kicker to me. Um, I'm not discounting what you're saying, Ob. I. You're probably totally right on the way he's fading it, and it's Adam. Just look at it, and you'll see. I I agree with you there. But the player that Hamp brought up, not knowing that you can't bat the ball out of bounds, and I understand he's a rookie, and that's probably the first time he's been in that situation in the NFL. That to me is more on the coaching because he has to know that. I don't care if it's his first game ever, it's his 500th game. You you have to know that. Adam Hogan at Soldier Field or 720 WGN. He's he's absolutely correct. Adam is correct. You want to know why? He's on the special teams, and guess what? There's a reason why you're on there. You better know the rules. Yep. Okay, and now let me just go a little little bit deeper here. Guys, now, I, I, I never was on kickoff return, okay? But I watched a lot of it, blah, blah, blah. Now, that was... He, he, as a receiver, sure handed, he has to have been on every hands team, every receiving team from the time he started playing football. I believe he knew the rules, but at the beginning of the play, there was a penalty flag thrown immediately and a whistle. Do you remember? And then he yeah. just slapped the ball out of bounds like, okay, this play doesn't, is not going to matter. I'm not going to jump on the ball and let somebody take a cheap shot at me. So he just, Casually slapped it up, and they called this. This officiating crew was horrible, by the way. They cheated yeah, they the the, the, uh, the Lions out of four points, which Cody Parkey was glad to try to even the score, obviously, uh, with his eight point misses. But 
I'm, I'm just saying, before we throw him out with the bathwater, I, I, I kind of think he does know the rule. I think it was just a just a spur-of-the-moment thing where he just slapped it out of bounds, and then they called a penalty on him. He knows he can't. Everybody knows you can't try to force, you know, bat it out of bounds uh, with a forward trajectory. I mean, that's, you know. Apparently he doesn't. <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll yeah. watch. But, 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 again, this is this whole thing, there's a lot – there's a lot to be worried about, especially with the Minnesota Vikings coming to town. Now, okay, we we don't want to put a you know a bow on today's win yet. We can still you know shake the pom poms, but I'm just telling you, you know, all week long, you know, I know there was all kinds of a, a, a hailstorm of criticism about Trubisky, and I maintained, and I don't know if you heard this part, but I said Matt Nagy was probably the one today that said, hey. To hell with everybody. I'm going to show him this quarterback can throw it downfield, can be accurate, and can be daring. Did you get the feel that that's what they were doing in the first half? Yeah, I really like what they did the first couple series because they went to no huddle. They were calling two plays at a time um, with some options involved in all of them, giving Trubisky the freedom to, to uh, look at the coverage he was seeing and check the certain things. And, and everything I've been told every single week, and we talked to Dave Ragone, the quarterback's coach, last week. We get to talk to those guys once a month, the assistants, uh, is that pre-snap, Mitch is getting better and better each and every week. Post-snap, that's obviously been inconsistent. But I thought Nagy put Trubisky in a great position to succeed early in the game, getting him in a rhythm. It obviously helped having Allen Robinson back. But one of the first throws of the game was that one he fits, you could say, through a keyhole uh, right over the top of a a defender into Allen Robinson's arms. And and that really, I thought, got the confidence flowing early. And I think we've seen, you look at the box game and some of the other times he's played well this season, when he gets that confidence going early, it continues on throughout the game. So I do think Nagy put him in a good position, and Mitch took advantage and certainly for at least one week uh, silenced the critics a little bit. Well, I, I agree with you, Adam. You know what? They finally they finally stepped up and tried to play the game the way the hell it's supposed to be played. Okay? Let the offense, let you got to go. You got to threaten the defense. You got to mix it up. You got to come after them hard. And by the way, it's nice to see him go with a no huddle, which I really yeah. haven't seen too much of. That's kind of nice. I'd like to see a lot more of that going with a no huddle. But I'll tell you what, you can't be hot. You can't be cold. You can't be hot. You can't be cold. I will tell you this, Adam, our defense isn't who these gentlemen are and playing the way they are. You're lucky we win a game. This is not being negative. I'm just telling you how we've been playing offensively up until this game. So hopefully this will wake everybody up a little bit and say, hey, you know what, guys? Look it. We tried to play big boy football, and it actually worked. That's what I like to see today, and i like to see it next Sunday night and back up in Detroit. Be aggressive. Go after people. Okay, that being said, let me throw this out at you. Okay, uh, Vikings on a bye week, and the Bears... Now stacking three in a row on the win column. What what do you think the uh, the spread will be coming out uh, tomorrow morning? And I you know I think the Bears line went to minus seven today. Obviously, they easily covered that. Yeah, that's a great question. It's kind of fun to guess the lines. I you know 
as well as the Bears are playing right now, it wouldn't shock me if the Vikings still come in as like a one, one-and-a-half-point favorite because they've kind of gotten things rolling on their end too, uh, especially defensively. It's going to be a tight game, though. I, I don't think either team is going to be favored by much. And, I mean, it's the biggest game at Soldier Field in a really, really long time. Maybe going back to 2013, that Week 17 game against the Packers at the side of the division. And usually when teams like this get together, and, 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 and believe me, Minnesota does have a, have a good defense, and they've had a good one for several years under Zimmer, the head coach. Mm-hmm. And I, I can tell you what. If this what this game might come down to is turnovers. It could come down to turnovers. Who gets the fumble? Who jumps the passing route? How aggressive can a defense be? And I think that's might be the the scenario that you're gonna see next Sunday night. It's gonna be the battle of turnovers and what after you get the turnover, what the hell do you do it? Do you put seven, do you put three, or do you punt? But again, mark my words, I'm just saying this, I think it's going to be a battle of turnovers next Sunday night. Adam, any injuries coming out of this one? Uh, no injuries, uh, and uh, let me just give you a couple other nuggets, which, by the way, I mean, obviously, let's not gloss that over. That's huge to come out of an NFL game with no injuries. Um, and whoa, 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 parky panties are in a what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me give you a couple other nuggets from the locker room, though. Uh, one of the questions I had was about Matt Nagy challenging that fumble a little bit too late. Um, yeah. I, you know, it, it, it's. I just got to appreciate his transparency sometimes, especially after the John Fox era. He came out and said, look, I, I threw it late because I was looking at my play sheet. What he, he said it's one of the drawbacks of being the play caller and the head coach at the same time. He just He was looking at the next play, got the word, and it all just – the Lions went too fast for him, and he took total responsibility for it. So, fortunately, you're nine games in. It's really the first time we've had a moment like that this season, and, and hopefully it's something he learns from. And then he also said he, called, he he was critical of himself. He said he called the three worst plays of his career in a row. Uh, I forget, it, but he said before one of the missed field goals, so I don't know which one it was. It's kind of hard to keep track of today. But, uh, you know, he was critical of himself there. And then, the, the penalty they called on Anthony Miller at the end of the game, not the one where he batted the ball away, but where he caught the ball and spun it, which receivers have been doing all the time, so I didn't understand why it was a penalty. Apparently the official said that Anthony Miller spun it at the official's feet. and apparently, I, I think they are just getting fed up with Anthony Miller, who was doing a lot of talking today and some pushing and shoving throughout the game. and. Um, I, I don't know. I didn't agree with that penalty, but it got called. Yeah, it's settled down, official. He wasn't spinning it at your feet. My favorite spin of the day was Kenny Galladay spinning it after he got a first down when they were down 26 to nothing. But we're uh, we're up against the clock. Adam, great stuff. All right. See you, brother. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. Yep, Adam Hogue out at Soldier Field. All right, quick timeout as Hampton will be with Kaz rolls on until 6 on 720 WGN. We're going to hear from the quarterback and the head coach coming up. This is the Hampton OB Show with Cause, sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. It's the final hour. Hamp, OB, and Cause with you till 6. Next week, programming note, we'll have a pregame show 3 until 4.30, right up until Blackhawks Hockey. 
And then we're on after the game, Sunday night football, the Bears and the Vikings. OB, we're all, oh, it's, it's going to be 10.30 to midnight on Sunday. OB, we're all coming to your house in between the... Uh, That's fine, but what... You, how long is that Hawks game going to go? Oh, well, they'll be well off the air before we oh, get Oh, they out. will? Yes, okay. yes, yes, absolutely. A <laughs> little programming on the air here. We're going to be all right. Well, 10.30, we'll take over the mic right after hopefully the Bears uh, beat the Vikings. Let's do Who Brought It Today, which is sponsored by the Blue Cross Blue Shield Card of Illinois. You know what to bring. Hampo, I think you're going with the QB? That's exactly right, and it should bring a smile to my buddy uh, Big Jim Foley's face because, uh, you know, after a... a, a meteorite uh, attack all week on Mitchell Trubisky. He comes out and That was the national news, Dan. Those were the people that were all over him. Yeah, but he uh, responded with a huge day. 355 yards, 23 of 30, and a quarterback rating of 148.8 with two touchdowns, excuse me, three touchdowns and zero interceptions. Michael Lombardi this week, former NFL GM, was talking on Sirius XM. These were his comments. Quote, you couldn't get me to buy a Mitchell Trubisky jersey if you had him on a discount rack at Feline's Basement. I've never been to a Feline's Basement. Anybody know? Is it Fellini's? Feline's? Anybody? Feline's. Feline's. Thank you. Thank you, Rick Geezer. Uh Follow the money. He can't throw the ball in bounds half the time. It's a joke. I was in Chicago this week and saw there were all these Trubisky jerseys, and I'm thinking, you people are crazy. You're going to be selling them in three years. There's no way. Look, he's a good athlete. He runs around. He makes some plays with his feet. But when he has to make precise throws, Brett Favre said this one time, Lombardi continuing here, I'm almost done. I think it really applies. Bad quarterbacks can throw the ball through a door. Good quarterbacks can hit the doorknob. The great ones throw it through the keyhole. Do you think Trubisky could throw the ball through a keyhole? There's no chance, right? I just don't see it. That was Lombardi. Well, there's also another NFL uh, guru, a guy named Greg Cosell. that had some really good comments, and he was talking about Trubisky. He, he's a locked front leg passer, and that leads to him throwing the ball errant and a lot of times, you know, overthrows. And, you know, it doesn't mean that he can't work on it correct it and get better you know certain players like philip rivers have a very unorthodox style but a locked front leg passer leads to a lot of erratic tendencies and he's he's not a natural thrower but today he was on the money and he has to be especially when you have a game like next sunday night against the minnesota vikings i thought he had more conviction today like he just looked more confident he was there was a lot of zing to some of his throws. It just absolutely looked like he knew what he was doing. Well, I tell you what happened. They finally let the kid go offensively. I mean, my God, how many times this since last year? What was it, the 12 games he played in? And every game this year, seven or eight games, whatever it is, everything is guarded. Everything is dink and dunk, dink and dunk, guarded, guarded, dink and dunk. Let the kid play football. We've got some finally got some receivers that have the speed and can get the separation and go downfield. Why not use it? Why not try to act like you know what the hell you're doing? The, and finally today they did it. I hope they keep it up instead of going into a shell. Well, again, 
another major milestone. He was 0-6 against the division in his abbreviated you know, window of a career that we've seen. But finally, a win against one of our divisional foes, you know, the Detroit Lions, who had beat us nine out of the last ten times. All these things, they're building blocks. They will lead to confidence and more confident throwings. But here's the thing, Dan. This is the $64 million question. Is this kid ever going to grow into an accurate passer in the National Football League? Because I'm telling you, the goal is to win a Super Bowl. My Lord, that's what it's all about. That should be the focus from owner to management to coaches to everybody to players. Nothing else. Win the Super Bowl. Be a world champion. And what I'm saying to you, is this kid capable of getting into the playoffs? And once he is, obviously going to be playing a lot better teams. Is he capable of winning a Super Bowl, two Super Bowls, three Super Bowls? That's the $64 million question. Is he at, What he needs is accuracy. We know he can run. If you're a quarterback and you're running all the time, you're running to nowhere. But the kid, that's the question. Can he do it? Can he be an accurate passer? 312-981-7200. Do you like what you saw from Trubisky today? Obviously you did, but to put you, for those who are doubting him, is it rising you up? And if you want to gloat, if you've been a Trubisky backer the whole way, feel free. 312-981-7200. He, coming into today, he was 21st in the NFL in completion percentage at 64.2. Now, there's a lot of guys that right around. That means nothing with the dink and dunk offense. Okay, so right. And it also and part of our problem is the dinks he was missing. You know, the, the little wheel routes and things like that. You've got to put the ball on the back. Our guys are spinning around trying to catch it. So there was a lot of improvement today. And to that point, like there was one dink and dunk today where he found Tariq Cohn out in the flat and it was a perfect little throw. It led him, he caught it in stride. I was like, well that you know, that's not a tough throw, but he, it was it was a throw that he wasn't making that's to that level. Pro football. Yeah, right. That's what a professional does. Yeah. You've got to do that every play. My God, look at the same kid. This came out last year also with Trubisky. Patrick Mahomes from Kansas City, played at Texas Tech. My God, he's breaking records in, it's in his first year of playing with Kansas City and passing. He is an accurate passer. Play after play after play, touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. As a matter of fact, I think the first eight games or ten games of this season, somebody correct me if I'm wrong here, nobody in the National Football League, in the history of the National Football League, has thrown 29 touchdowns, thrown for 3,000, I think, 165-some-odd yards. Nobody in the history of this game, and this game's been around basically 100 years. Well, coming that's, And another thing that hurts, that's the kid we could have had at the drop of a dime. Well, he leads the NFL in touchdown passes coming into the day with 29. He's been picked off only seven times. 29 and his yardage. No other quarterback in the history of the game, Mark, has done that. You love you loved yards per attempt, OB. What do you think? What, what's, what's a good number for yards per attempt? I'd say anywhere's 7.5 okay, would, would be good. Uh, and then you go up from there. So what do you think Mahomes is at? If you had to guess, I'd say eight something. Yeah, nine point one five. There you go. That's 
off the charts. Yep. Yeah, and he's throwing for 322 yards a game. But, uh, I mean, I think it's very obvious. They, they blew the pick, and Trubisky's getting better. Okay, so they didn't blow the pick. It was it was Ryan Pace thinking this is the guy and falling in love with uh, what you know he he saw in the kid, and uh, you know ten years from now everybody can uh, you know you know add it all up and see what we're you know they are. Well, what Danny and Mark right now what it's telling you so far, if you were to gauge a pick, how do you think Pace's pick was? And what he did to get Trubisky moving up from third to second and giving up an entire draft when Patrick Mahomes was right there and coaches. As a matter of fact, Andy Reid, who's the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, said, this kid, Patrick Mahomes, it's a one-in-a-20-year player. What the hell does our guy do? Our general manager, who brought supposedly the offensive coordinator over from Kansas City, they go from third to second pick in the entire draft and draft Mitch Trubisky, who nobody had on their list. That's not true that no, he wasn't on anyone's list, OB. Second round pick, nobody had him. Mm, it depends on who you're talking to. Tell me who. I, a, lot of, a lot of teams. Tell me who in the second round picked Mitch Trubisky. You mean the second pick overall? Yeah, the second pick. Oh, the second who? pick. Nobody was trading up to number two to get him. There was rumors that day that... All, that there were a bunch of they, people did not know who Kansas City was interested in. There was rumors that Kansas City was going to move up. There was a lot of people that liked Trubisky. The Bears weren't the only ones. Let me ones. tell you something. I'm not telling. He you. got punked from day one. <laughs> John Lynch, who was a rookie GM with the 49ers, I agree with you. him right down the Chicago River. I'm just telling. Gave him a little paddle. Just keep paddling, boy. Okay. All I'm just telling you is that if the Bears hadn't taken Trubisky, <laughs> somebody was taking him in the first round of that draft all day. There might have. There's 32 teams. Right. Not where they took him. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not arguing that point. He wasn't going to go number two overall. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. I don't. I, it's like I, I, you know, uh, I got. Here, here's the I, thing. I fly the Trubisky flag. By the okay. way, Obi's got a whole crew here. Do you want to say hello to your people? Yeah. yeah well, that's my uh, oldest daughter, Gigi, and my son-in-law, Louis Icavelli. Uh, where uh, Louis uh, was working the game today. Louis um, was selling uh, Trubisky jerseys out by the And so they're there, and they came over to the game, and we're, we're going with my beautiful wife, Anne, and, and my daughter, Gigi, and son-in-law, Louis, and we're going out to dinner. That's a beautiful thing. All right. Uh, you know, during the break, we were talking about, you know, big games. This was a big game. And, again, Trubisky responded. It was, uh, you know, a month ago we had the Patriots in there, and it was a statement. You know, the platform game where we needed to respond, we came up short. Today, they got over a big hurdle. The first win in the division for our quarterback. Now, Minnesota comes in this next Sunday night, and it, I'm telling you, uh, Adam Hogue basically, you know, was thinking about what I was thinking, which is, you know, the point spread. Basically, it's, it's the overall, uh, opinion of certain people about who is the better team. And it'll be interesting to see what that spread is. He thought it would be Minnesota minus one, maybe one and a half, whatever, which would mean that Trubisky, hey, the cards are on the table. Now you got to step up again. But the following Thursday, we have to go to Detroit and play the same team we, we saw today. Right. Now, after Buddy Ryan, you know, went to Philadelphia, Vince Tobin took over our defense, and he had been a coach in the Canadian League. And 
Uh, it was the same deal, same team. Uh, it, it, uh, no, it wasn't. It was Minnesota. We played Minnesota like this week, and then we played somebody else, and then we played Minnesota the following week. And Vince Tobin had had a, 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 a you know in the Canadian League you play teams almost like back to back all the time. And he said invariably it was like seventy seven percent. If you win this game, you'll lose the next game because they're so close together. Right. It's like the you know you have a kind of a, a, a arrogant attitude and you think, oh well, this is not that big a deal. We just won, and you're kind of setting yourself up. So when we go over on Thanksgiving, I think we're going to see a completely different Detroit Lion team. But that being said, that game only gets more immense if we take care of business against Minnesota Sunday night. I think we'll, uh, you know, I... Uh, <laughs> you get you know, a, I, I, Minnesota, I, I, a bear win listen, against Minnesota last I, week. I just want to go back to, to that draft. Not this past year, the year before, and and what we did and what we said. Can you hold that thought after we'll talk about uh, it after this break? Can we do that? Can we? Can you do that for me? Over? I will do it. Oh, you're the man. All right. Thousands of police cameras trained on Chicago streets, so why aren't more criminals getting caught? WGN-TV is investigating Monday at 9. Obi's thoughts on that draft. Coming right back here, 720 WGN. 45 of Detroit. On second down, Trubisky well protected. Wide open. Anthony Miller slips a tackle. Miller to the end zone. Touchdown Bears. 45 yards. That one was more Miller running than a bomb down the field, but either way we'll take it. 720. Yes, OB. Yeah. Uh, Happen OB with Kaz. 720 WGN. Bears win 34-22. Yeah, going to not this past season, the season before when we drafted Trubisky. Um... My two picks in that draft were uh, Jamal Adams, uh, who's a defensive back, and we didn't have any defensive backs, and I liked him a lot. Second was, well, either one. either one. Patrick Mahomes, quarterback out of Texas Tech. Uh, either one would have been fine. And I'm, I'm going to ask you right now. I don't think there's, when they, what they did to move up from third to second and the pick that they made, and I'm I'm right to you, Mark. I'm telling you and everybody else, everybody was shocked in the city of Chicago. The writers, sportscasters, everybody. It was like, he did what? And you know that's the truth. Yeah, it was a stunner. Nobody was nobody thought that was gonna happen. But Patrick Mahomes was was right, but at the- way, way over Trubisky. Way over him. And 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 again. Not to talk in circles here, but Andy Reid, the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, what are they, 8-1 and one now, whatever, with Trubisky, setting the world on fire? With Mahomes. And he said that this kid is a one-in-a-20-year player. Patrick Mahomes I'm talking about. But the main point was when they made the move and what they did to move up and draft Trubisky, everybody in this city was shocked and said, who, what? And you know that's the fact. Well, what would be really interesting to hear, which we'll probably never hear, is what Matt Nagy was thinking, being with the Chiefs at that time and getting Mahomes, like what his draft analysis of those two players, along with Deshaun Watson, was at the time. By the way... Well, right now you wouldn't get the truth one way or the other either. Chiefs are 9-1. and They beat the Cardinals today 26-14. Mahomes was 21 of 28, which is not as good as Trubisky's 23 of 30. 
249 yards, a couple of touchdowns uh, for Kansas City today. I don't know, maybe we should update the rest of the scores here. The uh, Packers are leading the Dolphins 14-12 in the third quarter. Have you been watching that one a little yeah, bit? Yeah, and the Packers <coughs> just intercepted uh, the ball, ran it back inside the 10. Okay, so so pulling away. Rams are on top of the Seahawks 20-14, to but uh, Seattle's hanging around there. They have the football in the third quarter, and the Rams lost, lost last week to the Saints. So a little interesting at the top. New Orleans rolled over Cincinnati today 51-14. to The Cleveland Browns got their third win on the year, beat Atlanta 28-16. The Falcons last week smoked the Redskins, so back to earth for them. Titans a stunner, uh, bombing out the Patriots today at home 34-10. Wow. Uh, good for Mike Vrabel, who uh, Bill Belichick traded away. Didn't talk to him for months, maybe over a year. Now coaching against him and beating his former guy. That's kind of sweet. Also, Malcolm Butler. Think about this. Both of his uh, young disciples, Detroit beat New England in yeah. Detroit. And that was Matt Patricia. Patricia and now Vrabel too. does it. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Luck had a big or a good enough day. The Colts beat the Jaguars 29-26. Jacksonville is uh, back to being Jacksonville. They're 3-6. and six. The Bills with Matt Barkley. Who started Playing against uh, uh, Josh McNown. Just against Josh McCown, right? Yeah, we've we've got every every quarterback on every team. We got we got it all covered here. Barkley, who started six games for the Bears and had, I want to say, eight touchdowns and fourteen interceptions today, he was fifteen of twenty five, two hundred thirty two yards, a couple of touchdowns. Buffalo, who of course the Bears smoked last week, right. they beat the Jets today, forty one to ten. So it's just, the NFL's crazy. But they had a guy named uh, uh, Dr. Peterman, the dentist at the quarterback yeah, position. Peterman was, he was he would You'd rather go to the dentist and play him. Yeah. Uh, all right, coming on back after the 530 News, we'll hear from the head coach of your Chicago Bears, Matt Nagy. Nationwide, on your side. Locally, that's our Jeff Vukovic. <laughs> Jeff personalizes your insurance needs. He's been doing that for decades. Simply click to jeffvuk.com. You know what I would do with Jeff? I would, I, I would actually bring Jeff Vukovic on as a, I would sign him as a receiver and put him as a wideout. What Jeff is about six seven, and if I was a quarterback, I'd just take the ball, loop it up in the air. Use a basketball player, you can jump and just grab it. Oh, we need a kicker. Can Vuk kick? What do you think about that? Well, he could probably kick as good as this kid. Vuk, 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 Vuk is on your side. All right, the head coach coming up, 720 WGN. Back to the Hamp and OB Show with Kaz, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. Bears win 34-22. Anybody want to say the word playoffs? 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 Anybody? Playoffs? Playoffs? Six and three. We we got to do the uh, the math. I mean... You got it. What's so to get to uh, ten wins? Hey, they've got a chance. Okay, they got a they very put good themselves chance. in a very good position. So again, congratulations to them. Here's the deal: uh, Minnesota five three and one. We are six and three. We lose. They are now in control of the division. They will come in thinking this is a playoff game for them. They lose this game. They're behind the eight ball. This will be blood knuckles. It's going to be uh, a fist fight. And remember, the Bears still have to go to Minnesota after this game. So it's really it's it's December thirty. Yeah, the last game of the year. I would say equally crucial. That, that's the absolute fun of it, boy. To 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 go to to be in a position like that, and and to have a game like that come. That's what you relish. That's what you really want. It's first you time really I, do. as coaches I, and as players. A, a meaningful game. This is a meaningful game, Sonny. I I I, I can't overemphasize it. And the team needs to realize. They were good today. I don't know if we would have beat Minnesota today. I'm just telling you. The special team, you know, 
Think about this. Detroit fired their special teams coach. Yeah. And then our special teams look like we don't have a coach. Think was, about that. It was a rough day for the Bears yep, special teams, bad. to say the least. By the way, that was the first time I've seen you smile, OB, today. Just the thought of two division games coming up with everything on the line. Yeah. Are you, you kidding me? This is, this is, this you, is. You think it's fun looking at you games. when they don't mean nothing? <laughs> and I can tell you this. Uh, I, 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 I remember when we played, when we were, were in contention, which wasn't a lot of years out of the 11, but I'll tell you what, boy, you just. I remember it vividly. The guy we just salivated every day waiting for Sunday to come to get at him. To get at him and take him down. Did it happen all the time? No. But the feeling that you're there. Everything you've worked for, you want to be a world champion, it's right in front of you for the taking, and that's the love of the game. That's what you want to do. Were you ready to play on Sundays? You bet your sweet bippy I was. <laughs> yeah, I... That's what they say about you, Ed Obradovich. Every game, you were ready to put it all. He was on a the bippy line. better. He was. A, <laughs> it's a beautiful man. All right, let's get to let's get to the head coach of Chicago Bears. This is Matt Nagy after the game today. All right. So to start off, uh, nothing injury wise, which is good. You know, that's a, that's always a positive. Um, as a team, really happy with the way the guys came out. Uh, played a complete game. A lot of learning lessons within the game uh, for for the players, uh, for myself and, and our staff. And um, but it's nice to be able to to teach off of wins. And uh, uh, I think the biggest thing is when you come out of these games healthy and you get the win, it's a lot easier. And so uh, all three phases had um, highs and all three phases had lows. That's a part of sports. That's a part of football. So how do you teach off of that? How do you stay positive? Um, individually, um, I thought Mitch probably had his best game of the season, without a doubt. He was, uh, he was on fire. He was efficient, threw the ball with conviction. His eyes were great. Uh, really, really super proud of him for, for coming out here and playing that way. Um, you know, he he, uh, he played confident, and I like that. And 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 but but it's not one person. Just like when when uh, when someone doesn't play well, the line gave him time. The wide receivers ran awesome routes. Um, the backs protected, and collectively uh, we got off to a good start in that first half. And then it was a little different in the second half, but that's part of that's just how the flow goes. To, to call this one his best game, he actually played a, a great game here against Tampa early this season. What distinguishes today for you and really sets it apart? Yeah, well, those two games are very similar. He was on fire against Tampa too. Um, I, I think the difference was in the Tampa game that was a lot of all four quarters, really, or you know, three quarters. Today it was the first two quarters. Um, was things were were pretty open, and in the third quarter, um, he was making plays now on his own and, and just doing some 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 good things there in that third quarter. Um, and I just really loved how fast he was he was uh, making his decisions, uh, and then he was really accurate, really accurate. Uh, at the end, one of the biggest plays of the game might have been the scramble he made, you know, which could go unnoticed. But um, laser focus today. Not that he hasn't had it before, but you could just see it, and you could feel it, and and it starts with um, with really everybody on offense, and then the defense, of course, too. Any, first... any, any of the uh, external things surrounding Mitch affect that laser focus? Do, do the criticism, does the noise around what he accomplishes or what he doesn't affect how focused he might be in a given summit? I don't think at all. I don't even think he knows what the noise is. I, he he might have an idea, but he's I. I, I told you guys this the other day, and, and I have one-on-one talks with him. And, um, you know, 
we really don't care about anything but worry about what we feel, what we care about, and that's all that matters. So um, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but he's playing his tail off right now. And I love where he's at, and uh, um, he's uh, he's playing really well. We have a couple series, especially. Um, I mean, you guys were—it seemed like you guys were running kind of two plays at a time sometimes, mm-hmm. really quickly. He was seemed to be making a lot of decisions at the line, and he seemed really locked in that whole time. Um, is that all accurate? I guess what I'm saying. Yeah. How did you kind of get a feeling that? he was going to be as locked in as he was early. Yeah, well, you, you could see it. I mean, you know, we were going no huddle. Good question, so, Hoagie. Uh, you know, being able to do some things there, uh, which was the game plan all week long. That was what we wanted to do. And you just have to figure out of how you get into it and then when you want to do it and then how it dictates are you having success in that or are you not? Do you have to get back into the huddle? And we started out fast, had some success, and then any time you get in a rhythm as a quarterback and you're throwing completions like he was, uh, I don't know, I think he might have been – I don't know what he was for the half. I thought someone said 158.3. Is that perfect? Yeah. Yeah. So he, he did pretty good that first half. What's that? It was big. Yeah. He's uh, again, it's a confidence thing for anytime you have a guy that's played the game as long as he has. Um, and, and he's able to uh, give a security blanket to Mitch. Uh, he's a big target. He's, you can put the ball in his area and he's either going to get a PI or come down with the football. Uh, and so I thought, you know, just that comfort level of just adding another guy to our offense is just another weapon. So it, it made them, it, it, I'm sure it helped them out. So there you go, Matt Nagy over at Soldier Field after the game. That was today. good. I, and you know, it, one of the things he said reminded me on the Allen Robinson touchdown to the right corner of the end zone, Trubisky was looking left, left, and then at the last second came back and made the, and, I mean, it, Aaron Rodgers esque. Quick decision and let it go. Yeah, and it was a perfect pass. A little underthrown, but Robinson, as a great receiver, made a good adjustment. And a lot of his throws today, they were only going to be caught by the receiver. So there you that, go, and which is what that's you want. called accuracy. Yep. Ob knows something about that. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. People want to talk about Trubisky, so let's do that. Jim and Burridge, what do you want to say about the quarterback? Go ahead. Yes, sir. What I want to say is, like historically, as I listen to this program. You guys seem awfully critical of Trubisky, and I do admit that at times he deserves it. He seems inaccurate. The ball will often leave his hand and sail. But one thing that has never really been mentioned is that compared to Cutler, his ability to see from behind him, like the pressure, and his his ability to scramble. And, okay, today, you know, he ran a couple of times, but there were other times where he sensed the pressure, scrambled a little bit, stepped up, and fired a perfect pass, to a guy cutting across the middle. Yep, all right, Jim, we got you. He certainly moves better than Jay. No one would argue that. But I was impressed a couple times today where he was moving around and he was able to complete passes under duress that I, I had not seen from him before. That's what you are supposed to do. Very simple answer. No points. Very simple answer. Okay. No, I, I hate to say it. It's, you know, kicker's supposed to kick it through the upright, not against it. <laughs> Quarterback's supposed to evade pressure, and find open receivers. Think about that. If you're on the 20-yard line, there's 80 yards by 53. That's a lot of square footage that 11 guys have got to protect. I mean, there's going to be people open. Your job is to identify it and deliver it. I, and that was a good call. By, yeah, that was uh, a good call. Good call, Jim. Yes, yeah, so we've been negative on Trubisky. This is true, a lot, which has been accurate. Last time I checked, uh, you know, you know who's been negative reason. on Trubisky? Who's that? Is the national press? 
Yeah. And you know that. Yeah. And speak up about it. They, I mean, they hammer this kid constantly. And why? Because accuracy is not there. We just read Michael Lombardi just torching him. Torched him. Well, I'm t- what I'm telling is, you know, national press has been all over Trubisky. Look, why? Because of his accuracy. Yeah. That's a fact. And, all right, let's get back to the phones. We're letting anybody in now, it sounds like. Uh, <laughs> There's my buddy Jim on the phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jeff, and, Jeff and Palatine. What's up, Jeff? Yeah, thanks. Um, OB, I saw you play as a kid. You were unbelievable. Great player. Great player. Hall of Famer as far as I'm concerned. Thank you. Well, a rarity. I actually saw you play, though. But um, I'm sure how old I am. I just want to ask you one thing, though. I don't understand. The question is the accuracy, and I do too. The only thing I could say is, oh, they are winning without him. But don't scouts see this in him when they're scouting him in college? His inaccuracy and his flaws? I mean, how do you tra- how do you trade up and draft him, number one, and he's flawed? Uh, where's, the, where's the scouting? Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. He wasn't Jeff. inaccurate at Carolina. Yeah. What, 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 let, me, let me set this up. Let me just go ahead. Let me set you up, OB. No, I, I just yeah. want to throw a quick word in. Jeff, whatever you said, I agree with you. It's 100%. There was a kid, you want a quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. There was no guessing. There was no luck. There was nothing. He's head and shoulders above Trubisky then and is now. Just happens to be a fact. Okay. I want to set you up, OB, because this is one of your maxims, the OB maxim. You can't teach accuracy. No. Okay. Ryan Pace, just like Kevin White. Oh, I project him to be this, even though in college he wasn't all that. Same thing with Leonard Floyd. I project him to be this, even though in college he wasn't all that. Same thing with Trubisky. He thinks, oh, that little accuracy thing, we can fix that. No, you can't. You, you can't, can't fix it. Everything. And I know the reason why they jumped on White. College, he was damn good, okay? You know what they liked about him? I think it was 6'4". Six, six, he weighed, what, 215, 220 in college? And he got the job done in college. And they jumped all over him. And I, at the time, I thought it was a great move. Finally, we're going to get a tall receiver that can actually catch a pass and make something happen. Wow, was I wrong on that one. Well, and, That kid has come here, and he's been an absolute with his injuries and everything. That's what you call a total bust, which I thought was a good draft at the time. And that's what the draft is. It's almost a, you know, a, a pig and a poke. Let me just say this. Kevin White now is healthy, but he can't get open. And that's the first job of a receiver. First job is to get open. Second is to catch the ball. Second, well, first, get open. That's what that equates to is separation. A receiver has to get separation or you're going nowhere. I'll always remember the Hail Mary. He can't get on the field anymore. All right. Uh, we'll wrap it up. We might hear from the quarterback real quick here before we get on out of here. Bears a winner. Vikings coming into town. We'll do a little preview of that game as well. Hampton will be with Costal 6 on 720 WGN. All right, let's get uh, one minute, maybe a minute and a half, of your quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky, 23 of 30 today, three touchdowns. Here's Trubisky after the game. I would say that this is probably one of your best games that you've done. Do you feel the same way about it? Uh, yeah, it would probably be one of my best games. Um, just felt really comfortable out there. I th- thought, thought the O-line played fantastic today, and we got open on the outsides. And it was just me doing my job sitting back there and getting the ball to the playmakers. So I just felt really comfortable today. Um, and I put the ball where I need to go, and it's all credit to my teammates and the work we put in in practice. Which is a year, obviously, of progress for you, but without having seen the film, what are you most happy about when you, with what you did today, with your performance? Uh, 
just being comfortable in the pocket, being good with my eyes and my feet, and uh, being positive on first and second down, and just uh, probably most of all, just my mindset, and just I'm proud of my teammates, the way they believe in me, continue to have my back, and the work we put in practice, and just translating that to the game. So it just feels good um, to know all that hard work you put in, and then go out there and and perform well today. So it was, it was a great job, and I had a lot of fun out there with my teammates. What did you like about the first couple drives? You like uh, Matt talked about, there was a lot of no huddles. So like you're making a lot of decisions at the line, uh, and you look comfortable. Good question, Adam. Yeah, it was good. We had a nice little no-huddle package today, just get them up on the line to lock them in the personnel. And uh, we were just playing fast, so I think that uh, plays into my skill set and something I'm comfortable with, just like playing fast so I'm not thinking as much as getting up to the line, seeing the defense, and then just going out there and, and making plays. But it all comes down to uh, all 11 guys doing their job, and the O-line was fantastic today. And then when we got the right look for the defense, the receivers were getting open, and I was just putting the ball in the right spot. So um, that, that no-huddle on the Ball, it, it just it created a nice rhythm for the offense, and I think that's why we were able to have success on first and second down and just move the ball down the field real real smoothly. All right, there we go, Mitchell Trubisky. What, do you think there's anything to that, the no huddle for him? He just said he's better when he's not thinking. That's good. I like it, no huddle. I think it's a great thing. Exactly. He's not thinking as much. He's more reacting and just standing in the flow. And, hey, why fight it? It, it, it worked. Let's. Uh, when you see the top teams doing it constantly – you know, if you're a coach, you got to figure, hmm, there must be something to this. Well, they finally figured it out, and it worked, and I love to see it. Quick offense, get up there and fire and go. Let's, uh, in honor of Mitchell Trubisky, let's give away a $50 gift card to Bartolini's Restaurant, Catering, and Banquets, family-owned and located, 144th and Pulaski in Midlothian, home of Chicago's best meatballs. You can call 708 708- Three nine six two three three three. Now shipping to all fifty states. You can use the code Bartolini ten for ten dollars off your first shipping order at Bartolini's dot com. Fifth caller, you get a fifty dollar gift card to Bartolini. Give it to me. I'll go by there. Top shelf food. I can't give it to you, Hamp. That's like Paola Pagola. It's illegal. How about if he knocks right, you over the head and takes it from you? Well, then, 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 then <laughs> that would be a good strategy. Yeah, he wouldn't have to just have to like yeah. raise a pinky, and I'd be like, here you go, Hamp. Okay, we got a big game, right? Okay, let me tell you what we're yeah. expecting. Kirk Cousins, much like our game against Buffalo, we, uh, we didn't have to do a whole lot on offense. It was almost a laugher. The Minnesota Vikings beat this very same Detroit Lion team last week 24-9. to They sacked Matt Stafford 10 times. The ace. And let me tell you something. If you have not had a chance to see Kirk Cousins operate this offense, you're in for a little bit of a treat. He's got three really good receivers, and now Dalvin Cook is back. Dalvin Cook had 10 carries, almost 90 yards, like 8.9-yard average, 89 yards. But Thielen, Adam Thielen, is a bona fide pro bowler. And Diggs, we know what how special he is. He's a, he's a bear killer. He always kills us. And now Treadwell was uh, their leading receiver in the Detroit game. So our secondary, as well as they've played, and we gave him a lot of props today, this this game is going to be about our secondary. Not only cover but tackle. We cannot have any, you know, big plays run out of, after the catch. Well, uh, you know, uh, catastrophes. What I think. What I think we'll see here. <clears throat> excuse me. Our defensive coordinator Fangio. I think what he'll do is try to turn the the four four down linemen. I I call them those edge rushers. Whatever the hell you guys call them. Let them go and see what happens. And if we get hurt. And I think what you'll see, what we saw a lot today, there were a lot of blitzing today. 
So maybe a lot of times you couldn't see it, folks, but believe me, there was a lot of blitzing. I think they'll try to go after him with four down linemen, see what kind of pressure they can put on him, Danny. And if, if they're killing the Bears, I think then you see him come with a blitz because the Bears have to. You want to talk about making a statement? This is a statement game. We're six and three. We're at home. It's on national TV. They're coming into our 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 domain in front of our fans. This is a a, a a statement game, and I tell you, they better come up to the task. And what I think, again, not to talk in circles here, but what you'll see is a standard rush trying to get to them. That doesn't work. Watch them come with the blitzes, folks. They've got to stop Minnesota. They can't let them run all over and pass all over the place. We'll see you next Sunday, 3 to 4.30, the pregame game show, and then after the game, 10.30, right here on 720 WGN. Congratulations. Richard Seitz takes home the Bartolini's gift card. Bears the winner. They're 6-3. and three. Enjoy the Bears in first place. Brian Noonan up next, 720 Noonan. WGN.